Welcome to the Future Insiders Podcast, a podcast where we explore everything future tech-related. My name is Kathy Hackle. I am your host. And today we're talking to Suzanne Gildert, the CEO and founder of Sanctuary AI, a company that creates synthetic humanoid robots. Let's get started. everyone. So I'm here. I'm joined by Suzanne Gildert, the founder of Sanctuary AI. And I have to be honest, like I was so excited to meet you because I'm a big fan of what you're doing. <laughs> so maybe tell folks a little bit about Sanctuary, what you guys are doing and what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. It's truly amazing. Yeah. So Sanctuary is a company. We build uh, ultra human like robots and try and create human like minds for those robots using various kinds of AI techniques. And I'm passionate about how the mind works, what intelligence is and how we can actually build intelligence in the future to help us solve some of the problems that we have. So in, in some of the videos that I watched, you talk about how how you're designing robots the way you are. Um, you know, instead of kind of the concept that we have with robot, like, uh, you know, very abstract, let's say in some ways, you're making them, um, you know, look a little bit more like human. So maybe talk about that concept of, of, of the synth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we build these uh, robots we call synths, short for synthetic human. And the concept is, is that um, the world is designed for humans, including all the social interactions that we have with other people. So if you have a robot that looks more like a human, it's actually better adapted and designed for the environment that we all live in so most robots today work in industrial factories they're very they're not very safe to be around they're extremely heavy Uh, humans don't want to get near them at all so we're looking at robots that can actually work very closely with people can be very safe to interact with even helping people lifting people working with elderly people and things like that and um, we design them to look like humans because they um, can then use everything that humans use in the world all the same tools as those the same devices but also they have um, well-developed social social interaction cues as well so we can we can make them have expressions that allow people to understand what the robot is thinking whether it's confused whether it understands the situation fully and things like that so we're looking at both the social interaction side of things and the functional object manipulation and understanding side of things um, and you have uh, a synth called Nadine? Um, no, yeah, one of them's called Nadine. Nadine, um, Nadine. One's okay. called Kira. We've, we have a few, <laughs> a few different ones. That's yeah. fantastic. Awesome. And, you know, how did you get started in, in AI? You come from an engineering background. Yeah, I was originally a physicist mm-hmm. and an electronic engineer. And I kind of got into AI weirdly through quantum computing. Okay. So my degree and PhD was in quantum physics. Mm-hmm. And I joined a quantum computing company. And they were actually applying some of their computing technology to AI problems. So that's how I first got hooked into AI and started learning all about machine learning and deep learning models. And then I wanted to put it in robots because I'd always loved robots and electronics. And you know, as you look at five to 10 years into the future, why does the work the work you're doing right now matter? Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, I think it matters on several different dimensions. So one of them is um, just being able to bottle intelligence and have that on tap. So some people are worried about uh, AI is becoming super intelligent, but I actually think it's better to have more intelligence in the world. I think it helps us solve problems. It helps us communicate better with each other. So there's that side of things. But also um, there's a lot of shifting demographics, especially in in developed countries now where there's an aging population. So I think uh, in the next couple of decades, we're going to need more robots to help 
look after people, help people with chores, help around the house, this kind of thing. And I don't want them to be these kind of cold machines with no, no heart and people remain lonely. I actually want them to be social companions that can, you know, talk to people, have the same interests as people and engage with them on a, on a deeper social level. That's fantastic. It's really interesting. Yeah. So do you think that synthetic, uh, synthetic humans or the types of robots you're working on, will they make us more human? I think they will force us to understand what it means to be human more. It's like when something new comes into the world that's never existed before, it, it, it causes you to question concepts around that. So when the car arose, it was like, what does it mean now that we can you know, get from city to city quickly and things like this? Um, when computers came into our lives, it's like, what does it mean now that we have things that can calculate faster than we can? So I think when we have synthetic humans, I think that that causes us to ask questions like what does it mean to be human what is a human mind what what are some of the deep philosophical questions behind mind and consciousness and things like this so i don't see it as a threat to humanity i see it as a a mirror that's held up to our civilization that allows us to ask deep questions for ourselves thank you no problem I hope you found that as interesting as I did. Suzanne's work is truly remarkable. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Future Insiders podcast. I'm Kathy Hackle. Don't forget to subscribe.